0: we've decided to start with the Dark Army, which are the Omega Forces soldiers. And so these are, you know, essentially kind of almost, you know, a copy of the Nazi soldiers that are going through the Kappa slums and going through people's things and pulling out spies and trying to find Ben. And so we've concentrated on them as the first uh, characters in the collection. And then as we go through um, our NFT collection, we will then release the resistance soldiers, then the supporting characters and the main characters. And so you'll get a a great narrative uh, journey through the NFTs, Telling you about the characters and the story and how they relate to each other, and then these NFTs can then be used in the game or you know integrated into the metaverse. Um, and so our partnership, our first uh, launchpad partnership, was with Mintable, uh, and the uh, the public is on the public uh, mint is on the first of October, but the whitelist is on the thirtieth of September, which is coming up. And so these are the uh, the first NFT collection for Retrogression.
1: Welcome back to Cool Hand Crypto, where cinema, culture, and crypto collide. My name is Matt Silverman, and please remember to subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcast app. Today's guest is a veteran actor, director, and unadulterated Web3 pioneer returning to the show to discuss the launch of the Dark Army NFT collection, which is all a part of the cinematic blockbuster universe called Retrogression. Lots to unpack here, and the limited NFT sale is on September 30th. Here to tell us why you should join the Dark Army, Mr. Anthony Hayes. Welcome back to the show.
0: Hi, thanks for having me again. Really appreciate it.
1: Of course. Great to see you. We did an interview before, yep. so if you're new to Anthony, you should go back and listen to the first interview where you can get a, a deeper look at Anthony's background and, um, and the project as a whole. But maybe you can give us just a brief filmography, a brief mm-hmm. background of, of who you are and, and contextually where you're entering Web3 from. Yeah,
0: sure. Um, So I'm Anthony Hayes, I am an actor and a filmmaker, I've been um, an actor for many years, over 30 years, Uh, films like War Machine with Brad Pitt, Animal Kingdom, uh, The Rover with Rob Pattinson, Um, just finished uh, shooting the Robbie Williams biopic Better Man, which uh, was a lot of fun, Um, musical number um and uh i recently produced uh co-wrote and directed um a film called Gold starring Zac Efron which um came out this year a few months ago uh a kind of hardcore survival thriller set in the desert and uh part of the reason i started this whole ecosystem is the way that uh, film financing is structured um, and how there is very little meaningful uh, profit participation for filmmakers in the current model. Um, so my next film project is Retrogression, which is a three, uh, which is a sci-fi trilogy. Um, and what I want to do is shake up the the space with that. Um, and the way we're going to do that is. Um, is through these NFTs that we'll talk about shortly, which is a, a way that filmmakers are looking to to help finance their productions. Um, the other thing we're doing is we have a, a streaming service called uh, filmcrib.io, which is a, uh, an emerging filmmakers platform uh, that you can download the app on Apple Store or on the Google Store or just go to the website. And that's uh, got about 100 short films from all around the world, Academy Award short films and Cannes winners and things like that. Um, and that's essentially a, a platform for emerging filmmakers. So what we're doing is we're rolling that out across metaverse partnerships, which we're, um, we've got some that we're announcing shortly. And so that'll roll out as a virtual cinema chain across the metaverse Uh, and play host to those things and then eventually play host to the retrogression uh, sci-fi trilogy. So the way we're kind of changing is through the exhibition and distribution model and making sure that filmmakers, you know, hold on to their IP, they can get a better deal in the marketplace and that first dollar that comes from people, you know, renting the film or watching it through our virtual cinema goes back into the ecosystem and back into the filmmakers to then, you know, finance the second and third of the trilogy and then eventually open it up so that we can then finance other filmmakers on that platform as well and just give them a, a, a far more equitable deal across the board because one of the, the, the issues, and filmmakers know this in particular, with uh, filmmaking is that when you you know sell a film there's a whole lot of middlemen throughout that process with you know sales agents and distributors and exhibitors and uh, they all need to take their costs and their overheads out of the profits and things like that and you know they don't when you pre-sell a film for anyone who doesn't know you don't get that money up front you have to as a filmmaker go and go to a bank and loan that money, and then pay the interest on that money. And then once you deliver the film, then you get to get those checks back in that then go straight back to the bank after all the fees have been taken out. So it's a it's a pretty shonky deal that's been around for a long time. And we really want to agitate the space and show that there is actually another avenue for exhibition of films. And you know we can still, and we will still, uh, push Retrogression out through theatres but then we carve out what's called a metaverse window where straight after the theatres it goes into the metaverse. Our metaverse partners then, um, their communities have access to the film before it goes onto streamers, before it goes into the rental stores. And then once that window has has been executed, then it can go and follow the more traditional path. But what it really is doing is is carving out... um, a brand new way of exhibiting films to a new audience, which is fantastic. And so, you know, part of that is creating um, some IP that has a long simmering relationship between the filmmaker and an audience um, through NFTs, firstly, through um, a play to earn game that we're, we're building on Unreal Engine and VR based on the film. So you can essentially take your NFT characters which are characters from the film, and be the character from the film inside the game, based on the film that eventually then becomes the film itself. Um, and so that's really our kind of revolutionary pathway that we're that we're looking at. And uh, it's a lot of work, and it's a lot of uh, convincing people, you know, because it's uh, there's no real, uh, test model in place yet. So we hope to be the first one. And then hopefully that opens it up for all filmmakers to finance their film, hold on to their, to their IP and meaningful, meaningfully participate in the spoils of it.
1: Let's start with Retrogression, the story, the film, it's a, it's a trilogy, right? A blockbuster trilogy. So maybe before we enter the dark army, um, can you give us a a short description of what this world is, What world are we entering into? Yeah,
0: the film is set about uh, well, in the film, it's set about three hundred and fifty years after the great climate wars. so it's um the the world has turned to pop. We haven't heeded the warnings of uh, of climate change. We've been greedy little pigs, as humans are, and we've put capitalism in front of the survival of the planet and, and in front of the human species, as it were. Um, and so this film's, uh, you know, set 350 years after that battle. And when that battle took place, um, five armies came together who, who overthrew the government and formed uh, a new government called CHAD, which is the Climate Heroes uh, Against Destruction. And they are now running the world. All currencies have been stripped from um, from the world and replaced with the RTGN token, which is allocated to citizens on Earth based on their carbon footprint. So the lower your carbon emissions, then the more uh, tokens you earn on the blockchain, essentially. Um, and so our lead character is Ben Hammond, and he is, um, he is the son of the man who designed the whole tracking system to reward people for their um f- for being green, and uh, he is called out to the Amiga base after there's been a, a terrorist attack on this Amiga military compound, and he's grown up and lived in Alpha City, which is this gleaming, beautiful eco city that's been purpose built to be carbon neutral, and they're constructing all these 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 beautiful carbon neutral um, buildings, and he's called out to this um horrendous other kind of floating city military base. And when he gets there, he realizes that um, his, uh, his father's technology has been repurposed to control the masses. And what he uncovers uh, is that the corporations have gotten together with the Chad government and they are doing illegal kickback schemes to the construction companies who are building these eco-friendly cities and they're using slave labour on other islands to produce the materials to build these gleaming cities. Um, and his father has escaped from the military compound, and him and his father are the only ones who know how to put the security systems back up because of the terrorist attack to protect this military base. And he finds out that he's actually been brought there to lure out his father out of hiding um, so that they can get him back. He ends up uh, escaping... Um, from the military compound, when the Pat, uh, the the Resistance Army, blow up the the convoy that he's being carried in, and try to get hold of him because he's this important piece for both sides, um, and he has to go underground and find his way to his father t- and to the leader of the Pat Army to negotiate um, with them to take down the, you know, the uh, take over the 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 system. And uh, liberate mankind, but then when he uh, when he gets there, he's double crossed by the head of the Pat Army, who then um, who then want to be the new world power, and so we're kind of talking about a few things. We're talking about greenwashing, which is um, you know a, a big thing in this. We've got to be careful about uh, you know these companies that are saying they're green. For what purposes are they doing it? Is it because you know a Rupert Murdoch, for instance? Um, you know, was all against climate change in all his um, all his publications around the world, and then one day it flipped on a dime, and all of a sudden he believes in climate change. And you know, my theory is is that he, the the profits of his uh, investments in renewables outweighed the the ones he had in coal and gases, and so all of a sudden now you know we believe in climate change. So you know, it's about greenwashing, but it's also about the cyclical nature of power. Um, and I remember you know reading this fantastic book years ago called Young Stalin. and it was about um, Stalin when he was young when he's a Bolshevik revolutionary. Um, and he was overthrowing the Tsars, and and he was for the people. It was this uprising for the people to get rid of the status quo and to have a more equitable um, you know situation for everyone. And as things do, you know, he fights his way to a position of power and then to hold on to that power then turns into one of the greatest monsters the world has ever seen. And so, you know, through the trilogy, we want to explore that about, you know, where you start in an idealistic um, place um, to fight against tyranny. And then that you can be corrupted into becoming the very thing that you're fighting against. And if you look back over history, this is what happens. You know, we overthrow a government, and then people get addicted to power. So um, that's essentially the kind of the themes of the film, um, and just a, a, a warning, as all good sci-fi is, of taking where we are now, projecting where it could go in the future, and going, let's be careful here about you know how we tread, you know, in the next couple of hundred years um so yeah it's a big it's a it's a big budget thing it's a three-part um sci-fi trilogy and uh you know we're pretty
1: excited we'll cut to the dark army trailer uh in this edit do you want to introduce the clip
0: yeah so this is the uh the clip for the nfts which is the first release of the nft so we've decided to start with the dark army which are the amiga forces soldiers and so these are you know essentially kind of almost, you know, a copy of the Nazi soldiers that are going through the Kappa slums and going through people's things and pulling out spies and trying to find Ben. And so we've concentrated on them as the first uh, characters in the collection. And then as we go through um, our NFT collection, we will then release the resistance soldiers, then the supporting characters and the main characters. And so you'll get a a great narrative uh, journey through the NFTs, Telling you about the characters and the story and how they relate to each other, and then these NFTs can then be used in the game or you know integrated into the metaverse. Um, and so our partnership, our first uh, Launchpad partnership, was with Mintable, uh, and the uh, the public is on the public uh, mint is on the first of October, but the whitelist is on the thirtieth of September, which is coming up. And so these are the uh, the first NFT collection for Retrogression.
1: Can buy in on September 30th. I love the design of the NFT. Is it the toy box design? Is that the NFT?
0: Yeah, the characters inside the toy box, so they're, you know, figurine, collectible figurines, so you can collect the entire set and eventually have all the characters of the movies in the same way that you have Star Wars. And when we integrate those into the metaverse platforms, it, it essentially puts it through a D app and it takes all the attributes that you have. So if you had a four star a four-star dark army guy with this particular weapon then it takes that metadata across you can then generate your avatar on uh on that metaverse which with all those same attributes and then essentially unbox your character and then walk around in the metaverse as your guy and so then in the metaverse too there'll be you know other NFTs where you can change their helmets and their weapons and things like that and change the color of things so you know, there's there's a lot that you can do in terms of, you know, the NFT costume shop and things like that. Um, so, yeah, they, you know, they come as box figurines and then you take them out and use them and then you can use them in the game as well. So it's um, it's pretty cool. I mean, it's mind-blowing, really, where we're at. You know, it blows my mind every day when I have conversations and I'm always learning because people, the technology out there is is crazy and the ideas that people have uh a revolutionary and so every day i have a conversation with people and just go oh that's an interesting <laughs> idea how do we implement that
1: can you talk a little bit about your strategy in picking september 30th and when you want it to release and the tokenomics of how many you want to release um this is something you know at the sherwood project our project that we've deliberated it over and over about and and we had a release back li- also a limited release back in june and we're very much in build mode now, and kind of keeping our eye on the ecosystem. So, what is what are you and your team thinking as far as um, general release schedule and and the plans for September 30th in the future?
0: We've been developing these for a while. We've been waiting. The market has been disastrous across the board. You know, for uh, tokens and for NFTs, the, it's gone down. So. We were going to go a few months ago, and then we just looked at the market, talked to Mintable about when they thought was a more uh, you know, opportunistic time to, to release these, and the sentiment is slowly turning around. Um, we also have uh, our metaverse partnerships, which we need to get the NFTs out before we start integrating into those worlds. So, you know, we have a, a, a bit of a roadmap where, you know, we're dealing with uh, – quite big metaverse platforms and, and other companies. So um, it seemed like as good a time as any. We wanted to get them out before the end of the year because of what's on our roadmap next um, and introduce people to it. So there's no particular um, about the actual date, um, but it was really about waiting for market sentiment to, to be a little bit better and, and making sure we didn't push everything too far down the road itself you know because we do we do have a community that's been waiting for these for a long time and you you don't want to upset your community because they're your loyal supporters from the beginning um so yeah that's really the reasoning behind it
1: of course we we also luke and i have talked endlessly about how to um connect with our community during build phases and and the long stretches of time it takes to build these projects for the Dark Army, it says that there are 1,500 uh, being released. Is that the total number of NFTs of that kind of NFT? Or are there more of that kind of NFT down the line? Or, or what um, character-wise, What what's uh, the plan? Yeah,
0: so with Mintable, there's actually 5,050 um, NFTs of the Dark Army. They come in different colours. They have different ranks. So you've got um, ranks one star through to five star. Then you've got a six star general who's General McKinsky and he's the head of the Dark Army in the film. And... Um, and so they're different colours, different ranks. They also have have different uh, utility and perks to them. So all of them come with beta game testing passes so you can be the first in to test the games. But there are things like executive producer credits, cameo roles, uh On-set visits with flights and accommodation paid. There's signed posters, virtual props, real props, real costumes. Um, You know, we wanted to make it as exciting as possible for everyone. So there's something in all those NFTs that 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 people will like. Um, You know, there's Zoom. We're gonna we're gonna push, and this is the reason we have the film crib too, is that we're gonna show a kind of unprecedented amount of behind the scenes. Uh, content on the making and the production of the film, and deliver that through the film crib, through the metaverse, and through the virtual cinema chain. So there'll be there's passes in there that give you live Zoom links to watch the thing being filmed at the time, and you know a lot of, a lot of fun stuff. And then as on top of that, you can also unbox those uh, characters, walk around, use them as your avatar in our um, partner metaverses, so you can be the character in the game in the film. Um, so 5050 for Mintable then we have another partnership uh, after that which is uh, with Mogul Productions um, that we announced a couple of months ago and that's a more limited run, that's the Dark Army in Chrome and Gold and Hologram and they have different sets of perks and attributes there and that's targeted more to the filmmaking community specifically because they're a decentralised um, NFT platform Um, so this space is really all about partnerships, you know, you need, as a, as a project to grow, you need to integrate uh, into other partnerships, whether that be NFT platforms, or um, whether that be metaphor, metaverse platforms, or blockchain companies, and things like that. So um, that's really the goal. And that's, you know, through this, this bear market, that's been tough for everyone. That's the only thing you can do is you just got to work on your partnerships. And, you um, and try and get as many of those as you can because, you know, cross-promoting in different uh, communities is is really key to your growth. Um, and, you know, these metaverses also, it's a new word. No one really knows what it is. No one really knows what it's going to be. But what we do know is that there are billions and billions of dollars being put into this space. And so, you know, we want to be part of that in terms of the film community. And show that there is a way for filmmakers to bring content into these places. Because Metaverse essentially at the moment, you know, uh, is an empty space with some stuff to look at. And there's no real content in there. There are brands that are integrating into the Metaverse and big brands. You know, there's Alfa Romeo and Gucci and all these guys. They're all pouring a lot of money into the metaverse as the future to you know get a younger demographic adidas is in there nike they're all doing nfts you know they all know that that's where it's headed and it's up to us you know as the film 3 community to to make sure that our content is king because they need content you need things to do in a metaverse um otherwise it's just a it's just a an empty virtual space you know and they're making a lot of money selling virtual real estate at the moment there's millions and millions of dollars changing hands and so you know part of our strategy at least is that with our metaverse partners that we get access to some of that virtual real estate in return for the content that we have on the film and things like that. And that brings more eyes to the to the filmmakers that are on our platform at the moment, and they get rewarded per views with our native tokens. So the more communities we integrate into, the more people watch it, the more the filmmakers are rewarded. And so it just becomes a, a big ecosystem where, you know, it helps us, it helps the people who have their content on our platform. And, um, you know, it paves the way, hopefully, for a lot of other filmmakers so that the metaverse can realise that film can be a very big part of the metaverse. There is a window there to push it. If you can cut through all the distribution bullshit and all the exhibition stuff and all the current model that's there, you need to find a way to do that um, with your IP. Otherwise, you're tied up you know, in deals that don't allow you to exploit it in the metaverse. Um, So that's why finding finance in these spaces from the metaverses themselves is a really important part of it because if you find your finance in the traditional model, then they're going to want it to roll out in the traditional model with the same waterfall and you just lose control over where your film can play. So, uh, you know, it's our job to convince the metaverse that it's uh, it's a worthy investment to invest in film um so that their communities can have access to to great content first which is exciting
1: as you said content is king yeah. so how much time are you able to focus on the creative aspects of all of this when you're busy pioneering web3 <laughs> you know i i think it's a struggle that uh, luke and i constantly face we we're filmmakers we want to get out there and we want to make stuff yeah. we want to do um we we want to make films we want to make content help artists make their things um similar sort of parallel universe to yours but we spend a lot of our time just on the bleeding edge of web 3 (laughs) and uh figuring out how to connect these dots so i was wondering if you could talk about sort of that balance
0: yeah look i mean i'm you know i've been trying to do a redraft on retrogression over the last couple of months and there is very little time to actually do that kind of stuff. And, you know, I know what you're saying. I mean, I want to be on the set. I want to be making that thing, you know? Um, And so it's, it's just one of those things. You've got to go one step at a time. It can be frustrating at times. You know, I spend a lot of my time in, you know, our community channels and making sure everyone's cool in there and, you know, that takes up a lot of time. Um, So it really is about, splitting your focus, um, finding good people to work with. Once you crack through, you know, once we're once our, our virtual cinema is live and it is in the metaverse and it is being hosted and once our game is built and it's in there, um, then, you know, we turn our hand to the film. But what we're doing at the same time, obviously, because it's all tied into the roadmap, is getting deals in place to finance the film where... These financiers don't have to release those funds until we have our A-list actor attached, but these are these are guarantees that we can take out to the the cast and go. These funds are guaranteed, and so we have a go production, we have a green production, but that's all part of uh, that's all part of also integrating the game and also integrating the platform. So. It really is a, you know, a, a new space and as frustrating as it can be because you want to be making the film, you know, we also knew from the beginning with ours in particular that it was always going to be community building, NFTs, game, film. And once you actually got all those things working, then those ends up helping finance the film as, as well anyway. Your community is big enough to, to support it and to have a great run you know theatrical run in your in your metaverse um, so it's tricky I mean it's you know it's you got to love it that's for sure you've got to really and you got to really believe in what you're doing because uh, there there are two different worlds I feel there's the people in the you know crypto world and in the communities that are so used to tokens launching and mooning in two minutes the downside of that is that they moon in two minutes and they die in five, you know, so, but everyone's ready. Everyone's, uh, you know, used to things happening really quick and there's an energy in that place. And, you know, and they love it. They're addicted to that energy, like a dopamine hit, but, in terms of actually r- actual real integration in terms of an ecosystem and dealing with companies that have got you know millions of dollars worth of investment and CEOs and boards that things need to be approved by it's a much slower process to go down that path you know it's sustainable in in the long term because we'll be around in 10 years which is what's great but uh, there's an expectation from the community that things can happen faster than they actually can in the real world, and so that's a challenge right. too. You know, to go, you got to be patient. You know, um, we're not here, you know, to quick to flip a quick coin. We're not here to you know, um, smash stuff out until it's ready. There's a there's a clear roadmap and a pathway that needs to be in place. Contracts need to be in place. We are in D5, but there's still legals. There's still, you know, things that need to be done properly. Um, and that takes time. So I'm okay with that, and you would be okay with that because you're a filmmaker and you know that it can take years. I mean, some films can take seven years to finance before you actually get there. So the, the patience of a filmmaker is, <laughs> is is incredible, you know. Um, But at the same time, you do, you know people are investing in, in, in you and you need to look after them and, and at the same time make sure that they're getting a return on their investment or that their investment is safe, you know. So there's a lot to do um, and I do love it, luckily. And I love it, I think, because it's, it's uncharted territory and we're... And when it's uncharted, then it is a creative endeavor in a sense, whether it's negotiating this and negotiating that or what it's, it's all creative. It's a creative financing. It's creative whatever it is. You know, it's great.
1: So going back to that patience you mentioned, yeah. how do you communicate that with your community? And what, what's your thoughts? And this is sort of a selfish question here as we figure out how we balance this in our community but what are your thoughts on giving real news real updates real opportunities to your community balancing that with games and treasure hunts and other things that might be fun but you can only do that for so long
0: when we started we knew there'd be a bit of a gap from when we when we launched our token to when we got our nfts out there um and so we did have treasure hunts, and we did have things like that, and that was all. But that was all, um, you know, in a fun way because it was telling people what the story of the film was and introducing them to what the world is. And but yes, you 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 know, eventually you kind of have to switch out of that um, and get the big stuff done. Um, it becomes less fun for the for the community, unfortunately. But you can't spend all your energies on on that, you know. We do occasionally we come up with things that are fun and um you know, but r- really we're at the point now where where our our things are so close to materializing that you know, your focus has to be on that. In terms of actually giving the news, this is a tough one. It's a good it's a good question because um a lot of people in the DeFi space team up with other DeFi projects. Um these partnerships are formed very readily and easily, uh, with a with a handshake over the telegram <laughs> or whatever it may be, um, and and that's okay. You know that's a that that's a, that's a partnership and it has value to to both parties. When you start getting into um, dealing with these bigger companies um, that are outside of DeFi, uh, where you're asking for significant commitments from them um, and significant integration into their their communities um you can't just go and willy-nilly announce these things you know there are these are deals that we've been working on for months now and i'd love to be able to drop a few bombs in my telegram and say, this is the partnership and this is the partnership. <laughs> yeah. But I can't do it. I can't do it legally. I can't, you know, I have to um, work with these these companies and make sure that we're both in a place where we're both happy to proceed and we're both happy to put a press release out. And and before you can do that, then all the work has to be done. Where well, you need to all know what we're doing, how we're doing it um, together. Uh, and that requires a lot of time because you know it's it's not just a handshake partnership it's actually i mean, it's actually a real real world integration in terms of two you know companies or ecosystems coming together um so you know our announcements are far and few between at the moment and all i can say to my community is trust me <laughs> these things are happening you know these <laughs> are big partnerships that we're dealing with and these are partnerships that are bigger than what you're probably used to expecting in the DeFi space um, and their long lasting partnerships um, that are going to bring enormous value to to our ecosystem in terms of utility and in terms of cross community promotion and, and building your, your ecosystem. Um, and that's a challenge, you know, people get shirty, people get impatient. Um, I've had to step back a little bit from the channels I was in there all day every day and you know eventually you just have to we've got great mods and admins that you know run our channels for us and ask the questions but um you, you have to step back eventually because it can you know you burn out you know I'm always around and I'm always dropping in and things like that but you know um when we do our news it's it's big news and you know it's already been worked on for months behind the scenes so that's the great thing about it if I do announce something it's um, it's ready to roll, which is which is much better than announcing something and then it not being ready to roll. And we had you know we had that at the beginning where and you know we're all learning in this space too. Um, where we had a a partnership with a metaverse and you know we we announced it. We they said yeah you can go and announce it to your community, and you know we weren't ready to integrate yet. And so that then just becomes a promise that you made that has been dragging out for months without being implemented. Um, And in order to implement that particular um, partnership, you know, we needed to have our NFTs out. They needed to be at a certain place in their roadmap in order to accept, you know, and and integrate in the way that we had planned. And, you know, you're beholden to their roadmap at the same time. You know, I can't hurry them along. They're doing their own thing. So it's, you know, it's tricky, but, Um, but I, you know, I, I think as long as, as long as you feel that you're making progress and as long as the the wheels are turning behind the scenes, then, you know, I mean, we always said from the beginning, ours is a, you know, buy into the ecosystem and hold tight for a few years, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be worth it but people are used to, you know, there's a lot of moon boys.
1: You may not have a specific answer to this, but where for the initial launch, where are those funds going? What is that going towards?
0: The funds for the NFT, uh some of it goes towards the film so we can just start building up that uh that thing. Other parts of the fund are going towards the game as well and towards the rolling out of the virtual cinema chain. So um, we you will know, we'll build the, the cinema chain and once we have the assets for that, then that can be replicated across all the metaverse partnerships um, in terms of the game, that's a little different because uh, one part of the game is built on Unreal Engine, which would be one game because specific metaverse partners we have work on Unreal Engine, another one is uh, is VR, so we do a VR version of the game so uh, funds from that go into building that game, we've also got um uh some funds committed for the game as well from other places so uh as soon as we reach that target we can start um you know after the nft start developing the assets for the game and and move forward so it was always for us nft um game then film uh, we do want to start building the film pot, but obviously being a um, a play to earn game, then that generates revenue as well towards the film and so and so do the nfts and and uh, you know getting that virtual cinema out there as the first you know real virtual cinema across the metaverse so that you know we can host other content. The other thing we'll be doing too in terms of filmmakers is we want to uh, put some money towards financing, short films for the platform, new contents, and uh, for the filmmakers that are on there. So we have 100 filmmakers that have put their films on that, and we want to give back to them by by allocating some funds uh, to them to make another short. As we said, content's king, so we always have to produce that. Um, another part of the film crib, which is interesting too, um, is that we've got... We've just started a run of um, behind-the-screens uh, interviews there. So we've got... Uh, you know, filmmakers from all around the world, established filmmakers. We've got Academy Award winning uh, production designers from Cruella and uh, special effects makeup artists from Aquaman and, uh, you know, Emmy winning sound designers and things like that. So we've we got a few on the site at the moment, but uh, every week we're we're banking more of those to do a big drop of behind the screens. So filmmakers will be able to come to the platform and hear from the best of the world doing, you know, the best films and TV productions from Moon Knight to, you know, all the stuff we love and actually hear these people speak about about their careers and their craft. So, um, again, that's content, you know, that we create. That's a cheaper way to make content that's um, that's engaging because they're just Zoom interviews, you know, but, um, but they're a great resource for filmmakers as well. So you know the money you know has to be allocated to so many different places and so you got to you know work out where's the best place to put it now to move to the next stage and you know that's part of the Part of the
1: puzzle: I have about fifteen thousand questions, but i'm cognizant of your time. No, no, you're and, good. You're and this good. project has so, many, so so many arms and legs that uh, I think you'll just have to come back on the show as, as we progress down the, the web three timeline. But is there anything that you continually get questions on that people don't understand or, or they can't figure out, or anything people should know? regarding the uh, NFT sale on the 30th.
0: Yeah, the NFT sale is pretty pretty straightforward. I mean, if you have a whitelist, then uh that's on the the 30th of September, so you'll be able to go to the mintable page. Um if you follow us on our socials, then you know, we'll remind you of that or you can follow mintable on on their socials. I've got an, uh, an AM, AMA with them um, shortly in a couple of hours as well. So there's a few, a few of them around. Um, if you have a whitelist, you'll be able to mint first. The one exciting thing about this is that it's a blind mint. So you won't know what you're getting. All of them are the same price. There are different rarities and I, and I went through the different perks and things that there are with them. Then on the, uh, the 1st of October, it'll be the public mint. So every, anyone can get in, in then. Then there's going to be a 48-hour period where we don't reveal what you have. So you're free to either hold on to it not knowing what you have or trade it on the secondary market before you know what you have. You But then you might give away a really rare one, but then you might give away another one for more money than you paid. So um, that's a bit of fun as well. And then you know once they' once they're live then uh, you know pretty soon after that will, you'll be able to see some integration into the first metaverse um, so it's pretty straightforward in, in terms of a mint it's a bit of fun uh, but I, I just can't wait to see you know everyone have their things and people in our community say I got the cameo roll or I got this or I got that and the people are going to want to swap depending on you know what they have or have another crack at it so what you want to get is the, the six star general. There's only ten of each colour of those, where there's a hundred of the other ones. They're all individually numbered, but there's only ten of uh, General McKinsky, and he's the badass, so you want him. He's like having the Darth Vader of <laughs> Star Wars. You want you want the first front of that guy. Um, yeah, and then as we go on, there'll be other characters. So, you know, you'll have the Dark Army, then you can be the Resistance soldiers. Oh, and one other thing which is cool... Um, is you know, we're working on a partnership at the moment with a 3D scanning company. So once we cast the film, we're then when we do the supporting and the lead characters, we're going to put the actual actor in a 3D scanner and then create the NFTs in the box of the actual actor. So whoever that may be, you'll actually have the actor, you know, in a box as a collectible, which is really cool. Um, so there's heaps of fun stuff you can, you know, you can integrate and that's that's another one of them.
1: I'm such a big fan of you, of your project, of your ethos, and consider me a part of your army. Thank you, Anthony Hayes. Uh, Where can people find you? Where should they go on September 30th? Why don't you give us all the links?
0: Retrogression.io, which you could go to, or you could go to filmcrib.io if you just want to see the film crib. Um, You know, go to Mintable and hang around there for the 30th and the 1st. Uh, You can come to our socials. We've got Telegram, Discord facebook instagram you know uh twitter all those sort of things and um you know matt will drop a link there for it but come and say hi and um you know come and be part of the community because it's going to be fun